This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Look at the details! Oh, no! Look at the details! Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Believe it or not, we are at episode six, the halfway mark. Time flies when you're having fun like us, man. I'm D Jones. I got my main man, the ghost, with me. As always, we got Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Bruv, tell them what we got planned. Big week in Studio E, as per usual. We got none other than filming slash skating legend of pain, Beagle in the building mm. big fan of his work over the years it was uh, dope to chop it up with the homie and then we taking y'all straight to the post office and of course wrapping it up with the rundown make sure to follow us on instagram at the bun live subscribe to us on youtube at the bun live might be time for a you know video review sometime soon and then head over to our patreon patreon.com slash the bunt and then, last but not least, we got a website, thebuntlive.com. Every episode logged for your listening pleasure. And we ain't fucking lying when we say it. We got clothes coming in a couple weeks. Or a little one-two quick strike like the ghost likes to say. So don't be surprised at quick when those clothes drop, man. Real shit, bro. <laughs> this season, the ghost shout-out of the week is brought to you by ParadeWorld.com. Available not only in the UK, but Canada and the US as well. When you're buying your new product, hit up your local store. And if they don't have what you need, then you hit up ParadeWorld.com and support the community of local stores, which is what Parade World is. The temperatures are starting to drop up here in Toronto, so you know it's hoodie season. So you know we snagged a Carhartt hoodie from Black Sheep in Charlotte, North Carolina off ParadeWorld.com. That shit showed up straight to our doorstep, and now we looking fresher than ever. All right, Ghost, who you got for this week's shout-out? Oh, man, this week uh, I was hyped. I think it came out a little while ago, but I just came across it today. None other than Bunt alumni and living legend in the skate world, Caswell Berry, 40 sec- <laughs> 47 glorious seconds of Caswell footage, some, some new new in Barcelona. Uh, and maybe Portugal, I'm not too sure, but it was, uh, it just warmed my heart, dog. What can I say? The man's out here getting it done. Big Caswell vibes in that clip. (laughs) So like we said, (laughs) we got Beagle in the building this week. Absolute legend. Everybody in the skate game knows exactly who Beagle is. And, you know, it was only a matter of time, like we always say, before we had him inside Studio E. Man, he's been holding us down, all us skate nerds out there with the Hijinx Network on YouTube, behind the scenes, on all our favorite clips from the old Baker videos, etc. 
Beagle's holding it down, man. Legend. And now he's here, and there's only one thing left to do. I mean, it's pretty late at night, and we had Maker Pizza for lunch, man. You want to do it again? <laughs> Yo, I got some Maker left over in my fridge, man. It don't stop over here. <laughs> Dr. Pep and a little bit of margarita for the kid. You dig? You know, this afternoon we had a little first birthday party for my son. You know we hit him with that maker menu. <laughs> Two large margarita pizzas, one Napoli dynamite, one Dr. Pepperoni, couple baby gem salads. Whew. Perfect party. All wrapped up with maker pizza. Maddie Matheson, tell them what they get when they order maker pizza. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, ghosts, let's get this interview popping. y'all we got the legend beagle in the building man is it common knowledge for people to know your real name what's your real name oh uh, my real name is i don't think i know it yeah it's ryan <laughs> random uh ryan yeah. beagle yeah ryan ewing yeah last name is ewing ryan e ewing yeah e-w-i-n-g ewing yeah ryan so where beagle come from so beagle i got the nickname when i was like i think like 16 because I resembled a pro skater for foundation at the time, Josh Beagle. Oh. It just similar like facial features and, and hair at the time and, and even like kind of steez a little bit. We both like regular footed and did front blunts. And oh shit. Similar things or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, when I was neighbors with um yeah. with Reynolds and um like uh and Greco and Lenosi and all them, they just I don't know who the first one was, but they're just like Beagle, this Beagle, you know. And yeah, when what? I, yeah, but <laughs> at first I was kind of like, I, I mean, I, I knew who Josh Beagle was, and I was kind of like, I mean, he like wasn't, you know, my favorite skater at the time or anything, and I was just kind of <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just at first I was kind of like, what, like why am I Beagle, you know? But they were like, no, nah, your Beagle's tight, man. Josh Beagle's tight, dude. You. You're like you're you're the next beagle, so I'm like, all right, yeah, fuck it. And I, I got used to it pretty quick. <laughs> Damn, bro, that one stuck hard, huh? You had no choice. The homies just hit you with it. No, definitely, for sure. And so right now, there's still some of the skate population that actually think I am Josh Beagle, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of it's a little frustrating because Josh Beagle, he was such a an important part of foundation skateboards. I think, you know, he was pro for mm -hmm. them for a while. Then he did some maybe team manager stuff and he always had his hands on the, you know, foundation stuff. I don't know about anymore, but it's like when even like OGs that are like been in the skate game for 25 years, they, they'll text me and they'll be like, Hey Josh, you know? And I'm like, Man, you know, like, you know, I'm not Josh Beagle, right? Like, do you think <laughs> like Josh Beagle, like, did all the foundation and the baker like everything it's all the same person you know it's like <laughs> that's a that'd be a busy man it's a small yeah. population it might be like maybe five percent two to five percent of the skate population uh think i am josh beagle or the same person or whatever but anything <laughs> baker is me uh, you know beagle and yeah, anything foundation anything foundation is josh beagle yeah let's put that to rest today man <laughs> this is ryan ewing I felt weird asking that. I'm like, should I know this? Is it just like his last name or something? But I literally had no idea. So that's perfect clarification. <laughs> yeah, casual. 
casual nickname. So we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. You know, what I was like was really impactful to me was um, in like the uh, trilogy video. I think it came out in, like '96. It was like a World Industries video with all the the world companies like uh, 101 and World and Blind and stuff. But there was a part that Marcus McBride had in it, and he just does a a bunch of tricks back to back on uh, Hubba Hideout in San Francisco. And at the time, it was so cool to see him do the crook and the the back five zero and the back tail and then and then the the heel flip uh, backside grind. It was like whoa, that was Oof. that was like one of the first like really impactful moments um seeing an escape video so that always stands out to me when you know whenever i think about that that's sick and a sports moment i you know i never really watched sports too much until recently when i i met my girlfriend like about a year ago and she actually works at the dodgers stadium and so i'm like okay oh, shit. Right? And she's like big dodgers fan lakers fan so ever since i met her i started like tuning in to sports a little more but i think it was like the the end of the uh, Dodgers season last year, um, I seen mm-hmm. uh, Mookie Betts make this catch that was so crazy. He like just dove and slid so far and caught the uh, the ball like right as he was about to hit the ground, and he looked all shocked and shit. But that like stands out to me <laughs> sports wise. But then again, you know I don't see too many sports, but you know that that definitely yeah. stood out to me. That amazing catch where you got to run as fast as you can and dive and slide on the ground and just barely just in the glove mm-hmm. that was cool oh doesn't he have one of the sickest names in sports mookie Betts, dog like definitely his business his parents nailed it yo yeah i like that yeah and they and they all wear like really sick chains they all got really sick gold chains all the dodgers especially mookie. oh yeah <laughs> sick huge chain yeah really cool yeah he's a rich rich man hearing about mookie highlights as a Dodger, that's just heartbreaking to those Boston fans out there, man. Oh, like, shit. <laughs> How the hell are yeah. you dropping baseball knowledge right now? They'll be all right with all their damn championships in every sport. So, How do you know that EUF there, man? Because I listen to Bill Simmons' pod, man. He's oh, crying okay. about that every other week. <laughs> he yeah. was he, uh, Mookie was with the Red Sox? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He, he was? left in the middle of his prime, man. Yeah. Boston wanted to do like some little rebuild and... Uh, you know the Dodgers got all the money in the damn world, so they'll take in. They'll pay for anyone. Did uh, Joe Joe Kelly? Did Joe Kelly come from Boston as well? He's like a pitcher on the. Well, Dodgers I don't know team. where Joe Kelly came from, but he's a gangster. Remember, he was like chirping someone for crying. He was like calling someone out for being a baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe it was Oakland. I don't have much baseball knowledge either. But no, I heard they made a like a some T-shirts from called the uh, the Joe Kelly Fight Club or something. I heard. I oh, thought he was from Boston yeah, I too. Hearing about that dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I would He's make cool. sense. <laughs> He's cool too. Is that the dude whipping balls at the at the cheaters? I don't know. Yeah, that was one of the ones that they would have won. The Dodgers would have won if Houston wasn't cheating. Yeah, man. Yeah. Rocked. So the next year, he like he like kept whipping the balls at batters or something. Oh, he was hitting them. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, back to skating for a bit here. Where did you grow up and how did you get into skating? Um, so I grew up in Huntington Beach, California. It's in uh, Orange County. I grew up there. I was born there. And um, started skating like when I was six like with like an old school board. And uh, just cruising around forever, pushing around 
uh, through neighborhoods. And um, I've like I think I learned how to ollie maybe when I was like 11 or so. And yeah, just been always into skating, never surfing, just just skating, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, meet meet all types of friends through skating, and um, yeah, I was just I was just always um, inspired just to skate. I think you know what what really got me into it was like maybe like the this old uh, Nintendo video game called uh, TNC Surfing Sport, and um, <laughs> yeah, there's like these cool like little. Uh, little characters um little tribal looking characters that like skated around and like swerved like oil spills and logs and stuff and i always thought that was cool so like yeah i think ever since then i just wanted to just push push a board and just ride around swerve yeah swerve hijinks go up curbs whatever till this day it's my favorite just like skating to the the store in the morning or or skating to the starbucks up the street you know it's just so fun just Mm -hmm. just just pushing like off the sidewalk yeah. through the street i just love just you know street skating in general really so what would you consider your first big break in the skate industry um so definitely well i got i got my first um video camera from my folks when i was 15 and you know by then i you know we we had like a crew of friends maybe like five of us that skated every weekend and i'd take the camera out and film them and within maybe two years, I, I like edited about five full length videos with the camera. Oh, wow. yeah. And back then it was um, really bad quality because we just had VCRs uh, that played oh, the yeah, VHS tape. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I would record like or or yeah, from the camera to the VCR, and then to create a video with music you would burn from vcr to vcr while this tape player's playing it was crazy but so many generations <laughs> so many generations Dude. lost in the process you know so when the final skate video oh, came yeah. out it was like mm, like almost glitchy and everything and that was like the best yeah. form we could get it you know <laughs> but so i made about five videos like that and then uh just one of my friends um rob ray who was kind of on our level of skating he was uh, really close with Brad Hayes, who was pro oh, at the time. Yeah, and Brad Hayes, he was pro for Acme and uh, Volcom and Etnies. And uh, and he was really, like, cool, like, really, you know, humble, friendly dude. So um, Brad would let me film him and, and put him in our videos with us, like, put him in the friend section or something, you know, and he'd have, like, some of the best tricks Sick. in there. But the yeah. the cool, like, how it all just added up was Hayes was close with uh Reynolds and, and Greco and all of them. So one time when uh he went over to their house to hang out, he brought one of the videos that I made um with him in the friend section and they all watched it and that's when they all oh, yeah. they noticed they're like, damn this kid, he's got a lot of spots, first of all, that I've never seen <laughs> that they've never seen before, like random cutty spots in Orange County. Yeah, but and then also just random hijinks, you know, like um, like overweight uh, old lady eating a taco, like zoomed in really close, and just like <laughs> totally random stuff like that. You got an birds, eye for things too. Yeah, exactly. Birds flying around, but they they're like, damn, he's got an eye, you know. And and um, the team manager for Birdhouse at the time, because that was before Baker, like Baker started in two thousand, and at that time it was like ninety eight, ninety nine. So they all the majority of that house uh rode for birdhouse 
and the team manager at the time, Jay Strickland, he was just starting to make, you know, he just made this uh, first Baker bootleg video before Baker was mm -hmm. even a company. It was just kind of like a, like a cult classic just video of homies skating, uh, all yeah. types of random homies. But uh, it all started from there. You know, they made the Baker bootleg, and then they were telling me, like, we're going to make this Baker 2G video. You know, we really want you, you know, to take this VX and, you know, do what you do, film everything, film all the guys. And that was, like, I'd say my first uh, break, you know, in skateboarding was being able Whoa. to film uh, Baker 2G. And then and then to keep That's the huge, yeah. yeah, yeah, filming the, all those guys like you know Dustin and and Andrew and uh, Sumner, uh, they're all really good. But I got to um, keep that VX camera too as like a payment for filming uh, the video. <laughs> so that was definitely the big break for sure. Yeah, that's what's up. I mean, I hope you got some bread too. But so <laughs> yeah, I got. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I got one thousand dollars at that time and yeah <laughs> like now that's like people invoice that for you know like six clips or something but but uh the 1000 plus the camera but then like like you guys said the like the break is really the payment you know the getting the foot Dude, in the door that's big time yeah. yeah that's big time yeah 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 that's fucking dope so i mean we kind of already skipped forward a bit with you getting into filming but we know you've got mad talent behind the lens, but also on the board. At what point did you start leaning towards filming in the first place? It's like I, I was equally being filmed and filming at the same time because before I got my first video camera at 15, I was um, maybe 14 when I started using a camera. And it was um, I was skating with my, my best friend, um, Jeff Azer, uh, his nickname is uh, Big Head Jeff, but we're pretty much the we're the same age, and uh, he had a video camera, an eight millimeter video camera, and when I went skating with him, his dad dropped us off at this school in in Long Beach, or near Long Beach is like Bellflower, it's a school called uh, Ramona, it's like a OG like two block um, that people skate up and down, and. That was the very first time going to a schoolyard uh, with my friend, like with a video camera. So first, you know, I, I don't know if I filmed him first or he filmed me first, but we just took uh, turns filming mm -hmm. each other. And ever since then, it's just been like that. It's like I, like I equal skating and filming, you know, it's like you want the homie so to sick. get clips and then at the same time you want to get yeah. clips. So I've never like thought of myself uh as like more of one or the other you know it's always been equal like i i, I, I definitely want to yeah i want to get tricks as much as i want uh to film tricks yeah. you know oh for sure i mean we've seen your my war we know you out there getting it thanks fucking you ain't slowing down on the board or the oh filming. thanks man it's awesome that's as natural a transition to becoming like a pro filmer as as there is yeah thank you the perfect marriage man i remember when we were kids I was the one who got the first video camera and started filming. And then after three years, yo, I was done filming, man. I couldn't do it. I didn't even get to skate anymore. I, we, there were certain people that I knew, like, if we went out skating with them, that I didn't. I should just get the camera ready as soon as we got to the spot because I was putting in another shift filming, man. Like, yeah, Aiden and Morgan. People, 
Aiden and Morgan, they were nonstop, man. They'd be like, yo, you ready? I'd be like, fuck, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hey, somebody's got to do it. You know? Shit. Yeah, yeah good. That, that's great, though. You were there to do that for the crew. We always put mad respect on uh, on filmers' names, man. Can be one of the most thankless jobs in skateboarding, but the Sick. most essential mm-hmm. at the same time. Cool, man. You guys literally, like, make people who they are, you know? So... Sick. Shout out to all the filmers. Yeah, for sure. Can never get enough. No, you filmed some of the greatest to ever do it. But who is your favorite person to get out there with, where the vibe is just right for filming? I mean, I, I, I would have to say just Jamie Foy. There's not not a single complaint. You know, it's just the most professional, non-stressful, gnarliest, like. You know, but it's just so fun on top of that because the way he lives, you know, it's like he's not, he's not even, I never even seen him stretch before. I never seen him like do any, <laughs> any stretching move or, or watch what he eats, you know, or anything. He's like, mm, Cinnabon, I'm going to eat this Cinnabon uh, or a cinnamon roll, like big old cinnamon roll, like on the way to the spot, like Damn. really rich dessert, you know, on the way to the gnarly handrail not stretching you know not caring it's just so how he goes about it all is just like every kind of filmer's dream you know he like doesn't bail really you know it's just definitely he's the like probably the funnest and yeah interesting that he's the person that you want to any filmer would love to work with jamie foy for sure because yeah, you know you're getting clips too for sure yeah oh yeah that's funny that he's still eating like whatever he wants because i swear the first time i ever saw him i could not believe what i was seeing he was so chunky yeah at a tampa am yeah and he did a gap three flip lip i think on a rail and when he dropped <laughs> in i thought he was about to be like trying to board slide like the smallest yeah. rail you exactly. know and then he but now he's like he looks like fit now so i was like oh maybe he like changed his diet or something but no he did not he's still on them cinnamon rolls that's epic (laughs) he didn't he just he just grew into this like the the muscle mass just finally starts showing more than the the body fat i guess i don't know but (laughs) yeah 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 that says a lot about jamie foy man when you filmed fucking all the legends dog so yeah thanks man yeah i can never uh give enough props to jamie foy for days so baker three one of our all-time favorites just an absolute classic but just got to get the behind the scenes story on that one clip i think it's right before lenosi's part where you and the homie get chased down the street man what the fuck was popping there damn man yeah that was scary man so that spot it was kind of on the the border of long beach and kind of compton kind of like inland from long beach but how it all happened to begin with is you know Knox godoy the problem child from from baker 2g amazing character i I love him love him to death had so many good times going out taking him skating and stuff but he being like a, a 11 year old 12 year old he didn't know any better what was hood and what wasn't like you know to him he's like oh this is free world go skate whatever you know but like to to you know filmers and stuff you're like a you know your your bait your food if you're in mm-hmm. the wrong neighborhood and in you yeah. know like 
they're like, what are you doing here? Like, you can't just film this. Give give us your camera, whatever. So this particular spot, he always called it, oh, it's Long Beach. It's Long Beach. And he happened to have lived in the safest place in Long Beach called uh, Belmont Shore with his dad. And so anywhere in, in like near Long Beach, he just thought it was just casual. It was just a, a, a nice place to be. But this particular uh, zone was actually like not good and it, it was this like industrial <laughs> it was like an industrial area so there's not many like people around and there's just kind of just scavengers just kind of looking for stuff to to come up on over there so yeah we were skating like a, a Knox spot that he always tried to tell me like oh yeah it's casual it's long beach but it was just me and my my og friend i started filming with big head jeff just us Hell two yeah and like I, I think I filmed Jeff try a trick on this three stair ledge for a second, and then I had him film me just like we always do, and I was trying a trick that I never, never done before anywhere. Till this day, I've never done it. But I off the three stair ledge, I was trying a front side tail slide, front side big spin out, and maybe like within mm-hmm. three tries, it looked like it. It looked like it could have gone down. So maybe yeah. about the fifth fifth try or something. I was getting ready to, you know, I was in the runway and this guy walking by, like, you know, total like cholo looking dude, you know, really baggy, extra baggy uh, clothes, just kind of walking by. I didn't think anything of it at the time. I, I just thought, oh, he's about to walk right past Jeff, who's holding my video camera, filming me. And he just like started kind of like putting his hand in his pocket all sketchy walking towards him and he's kind of like hey 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 you know and and then jeff jeff knew what was happening at that time he was like oh shit he's like hey beagle beagle that that's where he says beagle and then and then he he just kind of runs towards me and then runs like through these plants into the street and then the the uh the cholo guy that was trying to rob us he he just couldn't believe it he was just standing there like like fuck fuck he did not think jeff was gonna run away so it's just me and him just kind of standing there and, and you know i'm just like i'm like hey like it's all good man don't want any you know trouble and he was like man shut the fuck up <laughs> you know and, and he was so pissed and i'm just like i'm not trying to like attack this dude because i i honestly can't tell if he has like a weapon or what and so anyway jeff is running into the street with the video camera with my video camera and he notices um a car with the with the flasher lights on to the side like this this g-ride looking sketchy looking car and so he he puts it together he's like oh shit he he's, he's like those are that guy's homies like the getaway driver so that was just parked to the side where he was running to and he noticed that so he ran around in a circle back to where I was. But at that time, the original guy was walking towards the car to, like, you know, re- regroup with them. Like, be like, you know, hey, shit, they ran away. What should we do now? You know? So yeah, yeah. luckily he wasn't still by where I was. So Jeff comes back to where I was. And he's like, dude, they're trying to take the camera. Let's go, you know? And we're like, all right, let's go. So we started skating uh, down the sidewalk the opposite direction of where the car was and we're skating 
and uh, by that time, I'm I'm putting the camera away finally because it's it's like a matter of survival. At that point, is no more yeah. hijinks to film. It's like <laughs> let's just get let's just stay. You know, let's get out of here. So we're pushing me and Jeff pushing down the sidewalk the opposite direction, and that's when the car made a U-turn and and oh. drove past us and pulled off to the side of the road again, and uh, and these two guys got out of the car, and that at this point they're like about a like a, a hundred feet in front of us and we're skating their direction they get out of the car like they're just ready to like to get us like tackle us or whatever they're gonna do and by that time I, I look back and the original cholo that that tried to rob jeff at first he's like back behind us and he's like running at us oh. running like full speed at that time so like mm-hmm. oh shit like here it is they're about to jump us like from all angles it was three of them two of us we didn't know if they had weapons you know or what it was knives guns whatever but so at that point i'm like fuck i get in in the street and uh there was this this red like honda car driving by it was like he almost ran us over he did not care he was like from the hood too he could he you could tell he was like man fuck out my way like not trying to get involved (laughs) with this shit you know and then so is that car that drove by and then one last car in sight that was right behind that car and my friend Jeff like kind of got in front of that car and was like stop and that car uh this guy was so like just g he didn't care he just he he, he was down he was down to save the day so he like he stopped he was like he was like get in and we just jumped in his car what yeah we're like oh shit we just jumped in his car and he starts driving off room and then we're like, holy shit. Yeah, we're like, damn, you just saved our lives. What's your name? He's like, Salvador. And and my friend oh. Jeff is like, dude, you're Saint Salvador, man. Saint Salvador. <laughs> it was literally like, it was one of our like guardian angels straight up. Like, and he, he drove wow, us around yo, the block. That doesn't happen, man. No, for real. But he drove us around the block because our, our car was still parked around the corner from there. So we kind of oh, made geez. a couple laps and got back to the car. I tried to give him gas money and he was just like like five dollars and he just like threw the five dollars back he's like nah i don't need that whatever you know me and jeff always say that because angels don't need gas money you know <laughs> you know it's like another sign that it was a real angel and uh oh, anyway dude. we got we got into our car and we started driving away we we're so excited me and jeff we we're just like you know we really thought like damn someone's gonna get like hurt or, or who knows yeah. what we didn't know what was gonna, yeah least. we didn't know what was gonna happen and uh and we got in the car and we we drove around the corner and then there was that g-ride the same car of the people but luckily they were traveling the same direction that we were going but they're like a half a block in front of us so they didn't really oh, see us God. in the car and shit yeah, but yeah. we like saw them we're like oh shit like go right and kind of got out of the neighborhood <laughs> but man yeah once we got out of that neighborhood uh, me and Jeff were just like, damn, that was crazy. And ever since then, I'm like super aware of like neighborhoods and zones and people that are like watching oh, us yeah. and stuff. But you know, it's funny. I don't know. It's like at that time, me and Jeff, I think we we're like 20 years old or something like to where I don't know. We're still like we don't come across as professional filmers. We're just kids in a neighborhood that we don't belong mm-hmm. in trying to film 
so that's more like bait for those types of people be like oh fuck these fools let's get their camera like really quick you know but like these yeah, days super it's, easy yeah, yeah it's a little different these days because it's like they see it they're like oh yeah that like i mean yeah this fool has been filming for a long time i could tell you know and, and also like just how accepted skateboarding is now compared to that time like at 2001 you know skating was yeah. big but now it's like everybody's all even in the hoods like everyone's little brother or cousin or whoever yeah, there's some sort of relation to exactly skating. like everybody skates yeah. like even in the hood and everything so there's all this like more respect for skating these days and shit so it's like not as common these days but i definitely like still yeah. am like so aware of uh stuff like that ever since that there are still some spots yeah yeah you gotta be careful yeah and it's like really comes down to like yeah for sure like yeah definitely like i i i kind of like don't like to go to a spot like that if it's just me and the skater i'll even till this day if i know i'm like oh that's that territory like ah let's try to get maybe two more uh homies and then maybe we can skate there or film there but like and, and and skaters don't really they don't care they're just like they're skating like it's the filmers that have to pay the cost everything's on the line for you guys yeah yeah the filmers yeah you know it's like skaters like oh that's hood really oh who cares let's just go it's fine it's like no 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 (laughs) like they're looking at me like they like i'm gonna have to make a a fight or flight the quick quick decision like you know but anyway yeah that was that baker three scene give me your camera what a good story (laughs) epic who knew that story went so deep? Twenty thirteen, Make Life Skate Life built India's first public skate park, and the local Indian skaters learned more about skate park construction. They went on to build skate parks on their own all over the country. Today, there's a countrywide skate scene with dozens of skate parks where there were none before. Crazy to imagine that all of this happened within the span of only a couple of years. This message was provided to you by CHPO. If you want to support Make Life Skate Life, you can visit their website, makelifeskatelife.org, or purchase the Beirut sunglasses from chpobrand.com. 100% of the profits will be donated. CHPO doing it for the people so beagle you're the king of hijinks hit us with your top three favorite hijinks clips man hijinks wise first one that comes to mind is um uh dustin dolan in uh, san francisco when he was trying to get himself to backside grind it's like a 16 flat 16 square rail that uh david gonzalez eventually frontside grinded yeah to, to win him sodi in uh 2012 but when i was there with dustin in about 2007 him trying that but the guy telling me he was a parent with this baby <laughs> a real young baby maybe like two months old in his arms that he's holding and the baby's head is just wobbling around left and right and the guy <laughs> He's got these eyes, the guy, it almost looks like he's like on some kind of like ecstasy or something, his eyes, but he's just a total dad. And he's just telling, you know, he's totally coherent. And he was just telling us about it being a parent night. Uh, He's like, hey, you guys, you know, it's parent night. 
So if you want to, uh, if you want to break it down, you got to do it quick, you know. And, and anyway, that was. Uh, I like that clip. I also like. Um, that's actually. I think that was in uh, Baker has a death wish. I like Theotis. It might be in that same same video. Baker has a death wish, but Theotis trying to stand up on a fence just to do like a what they call an oh, acid yeah. drop off it where yeah you, you hold on to the, the board with your nose and just just jump off the <laughs> fence and land on your board but filming him trying to uh stand on the fence it was like hilarious it was almost like a like a baby trying to like walk for the first time or something he just couldn't <laughs> do it it was crazy but that's another thing that stands out to me and one more i really do like uh from the chicken bone video uh, in 2011, a scene where I'm actually filming. I was filming a skit with our friend uh, Jigga and the Sinner, and basically Jigga, oh. he had this this kit like it was like this green uh, headband, and he had this this shirt that we uh, back in the day before Shake Jun officially made T-shirts. We made these like iron-on graphics and stuff, and. Uh, the homie Reno, he would help like make all these iron-on shirts and stuff. And there was one shirt that he made with so many different little Shake Junt uh, stencil logos all over it. And so Jigga, he just got all excited one day, and he just wore this green like it was like an elastic strap to like stretch your ankle out or something. It was like a like a rubbery elastic, oh, but yeah, he wore yeah. it around his he wore it around his head like a headband with the Shake Junt stencil shirt. With all the logos all over it, and he, he might have had some like yellow glasses, but he was like uh, self-proclaimed the the Shake Junt hype man. It was almost like he got into character, <laughs> and it was so funny. Would like I would just film him throughout the day. He was just on. He was like in character, Jigga. He was like he's like you know people ask me you know what is Shake Junt? Shut the fuck up! I am Shake Junt. You know he's like <laughs> he was just like I am Shake Junt, and so. We're just I was just filming him all over the place just do like a bunch of Shake Junt themed things like just random stuff that you would just expect to see like in a Shake Junt video or, or Shake Junt lifestyle or something and uh, one of them was Sinner he, he borrowed his mom's red convertible somehow he had that and then Jigga was sitting shotgun and we're like well shit let's keep this Shake Junt vibe going like let's let's go to this kfc <laughs> and you just get a bunch of you know you get some chicken wings and just take a take a fat bite of this crispy chicken uh drumstick and just yell shake junk in the camera you know and uh and it was funny so we went to this kfc i'm i'm waiting for them to get out of the drive-through they got the 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 chicken that we got the shot jigga they they drive up right to where i am fisheye with the vx and and Jigga takes a big bite of chicken. He's like, like shake junk, big bite of chicken. And then they drive off in a convertible. And I was like, oh, that's sick. That's that's the vibe that we want. And we're like, all right, good. Everything's good. I start walking back towards my car, and there's this guy. He's maybe like a 50 year old, really healthy looking man. Like like you can tell he's one of those like 50 year olds that like jog or like a, almost like a gym oh. teacher or something like that. You know, so. He's like approaching me and he's like, what are you doing? 
And <laughs> this goes this goes back to the time where I I told you earlier when we almost got jacked. Like I never look at people the same again. When I have a camera yeah. in my hand, like you know, but this guy he wasn't, you know, he he was like I said like a gym teacher. You wouldn't think he, he would be trying to jack me for the camera but i still couldn't like i still couldn't risk anything so as he's approaching me like what are you doing i'm kind of like backing up and the camera's recording (laughs) the whole time Uh, and i'm like what are you doing and uh, he's like he's like i'm chasing you down and i was like what you know and i'm like walking backwards at that point and he's still walking forward and i could see him he's reaching for his uh his like glasses on his head to like put or or your they might have been like some glasses that were resting on his shirt collar and he was like adjusting them he was like taking them off to put in his pocket so that he could run full speed at me and i'm like at this point i've only been through like two occasions where you know people are trying to rob me for the camera and and you know i grew up watching terminator movies you know where there's just like robots disguised as humans just coming at you because they're they're sent to kill you but you wouldn't know that you know you're just like oh they look like a regular human being but this guy is like basically like a terminator just walking at me he's like what are you doing i'm like what the fuck you doing he's like i'm chasing you down and i'm like why he's like because i'm chasing you down and that was his answer again i'm like and i'm like oh shit and i start running through the uh through the drive-thru uh the opposite direction so i'm running past all these cars that are waiting to get their chicken and i'm just running full speed with the with the camera still recording and i run all the way back around the kfc i actually outran him somehow and uh, I get back to the convertible where Sinner is. And I was like, hey, guys, let me in, man. This fool's tripping. And he's just like, <laughs> by then, he's just kind of walking. He's like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, yo, what are you doing? You know? Anyway, so we get in the convertible. <laughs> and we take off. And I just thought it was so weird. I was like, what the fuck was that guy doing? Like, why was he chasing me? And it just so happens that... Uh, I, I went back to that same KFC uh, location. Maybe a couple months later, I was in the same town. It was in this uh, city called Brea in Orange County. <laughs> and I went back to that same KFC, and I saw the guy working wow. behind the counter. He was what? the manager of the KFC. What? Yeah, but at that time, he was wearing regular clothing when he was chasing me. There was no indication that he worked at KFC or whatever. But right. he basically mm-hmm. thought in his mind... You know, he saw the camera and he thought that we were filming like a like a punked skit or like maybe trying to or throw anything, soda yeah. or anything like just sketchy when we were just doing our own thing, you know, not right. bothering anybody. Oh. But uh, it all made sense. I saw him and he luckily he didn't re- he didn't recognize me again, I don't think. But uh, it was like, oh, OK, he's the manager. He was trying to protect the store or whatever. But anyway, wow. that scene is in the uh, chicken bone video. And that's. That's probably one of my top three hijinks moments on film, getting chased through a uh, <laughs> from a Terminator in the KFC uh, drive-through. <laughs> Do you film Antoine's intro clip in Baker Three with the lady screaming at mm-hmm. him and Theotis? Yeah, I've just loved that one so fucking much because like yeah. I used to just sometimes just watch that and like I'll usually watch the part two, but like I'll just like rewind that because it was just so fucking sick i don't know Rupert yeah no she really yeah oh man she really was like doing some voodoo uh curse 
on Antoine. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's just, it was like cinematic too, because I just put the, the fish eye just on this marble ledge, and then she starts slapping the ledge right yeah. there with it, like, Run, Ron's clutch on to blah, blah, blah. Oh, and then, and then, uh, yeah, and then Theotis comes from behind Antoine, and they both got these crew logo t shirts. It's <laughs> that was definitely random hijinks. Was she just mad because they were good. skating? I think so, but she obviously, um, yeah, yeah, probably heard voices in her head already. Already, so to begin with, you know, a lot of mental uh, issues, yeah. and then mm-hmm. and then the skating around it just drove her crazy, right? Yeah. Unfortunate situation, but that definitely made for a a sick hijinks intro clip. Thank you. So every filmer and skater have a unique relationship during the actual act of filming. That's when people's like weird side of you can come out as the skater when you're losing your mind. And uh you know, I feel like every skater has that relationship with their different filmers and how they act and then the filmer you know has a a way to try and make different people feel better because you know what makes them tick or whatever so we just wanted to ask you about a couple of our favorite skaters and what that filming relationship is like so let's spark it with Antoine Dixon yeah damn yeah so Antoine I mean he's really gifted so he definitely never struggled with the trick for more than a half hour so <laughs> there was never really any uh, like ca- wow. counseling or therapy that I could <laughs> offer to him because it was all natural, you know. It was always like, almost like on some Jamie Foy shit, like not bailing, just like damn, like you just gifted, talented, you very professional, you know. So there wasn't any like not much coaching with Antoine for sure. Mm-hmm. He was one of the the few people that that didn't really have any meltdowns really wow or any he didn't need any like coaching or guidance because he already knows like everything about the where the feet go and everything you know yeah also i just wanted to say i fucking love the hijinks network like your your youtube oh great and seeing going back in time on some of especially i feel like you've done votes before so for who you want to see and i feel like antoine always Everyone just wants more Antoine. Yeah, for sure. Not only was it mind-blowing at the time, but seeing the process behind those clips is fucking almost just as insane to see it over again. Like, it's like, oh, that only took him Thanks. three tries or something. Like, it's insane. But, yeah, mad respect and thank mm-hmm. you for that YouTube channel. I, I love it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Sefa, for sure. I'm Definitely do it for people like yourself that, you know, like people that didn't see it before and like new skaters that's cool too but i'll uh, before the ogs that relive those moments you know it's it's special and yeah always glad to hear that thanks for tuning yeah. in for sure hijinks net hell yeah youtube <laughs> next up the boss andrew reynolds yeah so <sighs> quite different than antoine like he he could definitely go back to the same spot <laughs> a lot of times he could he could battle a trick for three hours, you know, and uh, yeah, it, it's good. Um, he kind of knows what he's doing. He kind of voices what he's going through and the the madness in his head and stuff. And uh, it's cool. Like I could help him with like, oh yeah, you're you slid less on that one, or 
you know, or oh, you're going a little slow. Or and the thing with Andrew, a lot. <laughs> it's funny because he he's got a really good vision. A lot of people don't know that Andrew actually edited pretty much all the Baker videos. Like uh, Baker Three, that was Andrew. He edited basically all of that. Baker has a death wish. Baker destroy. Baker Four. It's all Andrew. So he's got a really good particular vision like he knows how he wants things to look stuff like that so if anything while i'm filming andrew he's constantly like telling me or like yeah i i don't want it to look slow i don't want it to look slow does it look faster you know and i'm like yeah no it's good you know and it, he always thinks it's gonna look slower than it does or or you know like i want it like like really tight or you know and it's like yeah i know i know it's cool you know but so he's cool he, he's like He's particular about not only the like the skating that he's going through, like ah, you know, like whatever if, if it's not sliding good, but he at the same time he's like just constantly thinking of how it's gonna look uh, visually and like looking for my uh, like my reassurance that it's gonna come out looking good too. <laughs> so it's cool. Yeah, that's, well, that's so sick. I know that feeling too. Sometimes when it's like, I mean, I'm sure he's the boss so he just fucking has no shame but donald you ever feel that when like you want something to look a particular way and then you but you feel kind of bad trying to tell the filmer like no no like maybe from over here you know like you have that like vision in your part you're like oh this i want this clip to be long lens for whatever reason you're like oh how about over here yeah yeah with reynolds i can definitely see him having that bigger vision because he's putting together the the masterpiece in the end oh yeah. yeah it's good that's sick what about ellington the god the big homie over at the bunt yeah man it, you know it's kind of same on the andrew vibe ellington definitely has his own visions wants things to to look a particular way definitely but he's got like more trust uh like he's not like like hey does it look slow does it look fat he knows like okay like it's gonna look good but but he he will he will tell you up front like before we start like i want this filmed like you said like long lens or i want this filmed fish eye or definitely but no andrew and ellington they both know like how they want their footage to look for sure some people don't even care like no input at all but those two you definitely have to uh listen to and just be like, okay, yeah, for sure. You want this? Cool. <laughs> what about Greco? You know what? Yeah, he's probably on that. He, he definitely is on that same. He definitely wants uh, control of how it's going to look for sure. He'll definitely, a little more than Ellington, Greco will tell you, <laughs> like, I want like this zoomed in, like on my face. Then the feet, or you know what I mean? Like he, at one point, even when we were filming for Baker Three, he like went ahead and and bought his own camera, which actually didn't work out because you know we're filming the VX and like everyone knows now, like okay, if we're filming standard definition, the the VX one thousand is gonna look the best for that. But he had this other camera that took mini DV tapes, and he was kind of like. I want it filmed like in 24p, you know. But it after trying that, like a, a Wilshire 10, maybe just a practice uh, trick down the 10 and filming 24p, you could tell right away, like, oh no, that's not it. Like that's it's like missing frames 
which is bad for yeah. skating you yeah. know you want like 60 frames per second not yeah. 24 mm-hmm. like for the skate tricks i mean it's preference but you know like for sure. uh so anyway yeah he definitely has kind of like a a hands-on wants to make sure you know shit's gonna come out the way he wants it to for sure the three of them all of them for sure more than others the, those three are pretty similar eh? yeah they're all they're yeah. all bosses too you know if you think yeah, about exactly. it yeah <laughs> Last but not least, another boss, but a slightly different type of character, I would imagine. Heath Kerchart. Um, You know, what's crazy is he did not care. Like, <laughs> I, I never got any oh, wow. like uh, constructive input from uh, Heath, which is interesting because it was always really dangerous. Like, he's not going to do this trick again if he lands it. You know, but he, yeah, he, he never really cared. You know, like, and it's funny because when I look back at the footage that I did film of Heath, you know, which was back in like '99, it's it's pretty bad. You know, like the like how I lit <laughs> up spots back then. You know, you got all the cords are in the shot. You know, and, yeah. and uh, going from fisheye to, to long lens, it's I, I don't know. It's it, he did not he didn't really care as long as I got it. That's all that mattered mm. to him. So he, it's it's crazy to think, but because his skating is so particular and, and, and you know dangerous right. and thought out and 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 it was like schemed out. It was like I'm gonna go to this college at two in the morning, you know, this night mm-hmm. with all that planning for something so dangerous, like trying to lip slide a twenty two stair tall rail and stuff like that. He never really was like. I want to film this way, you know. He just he didn't mm-hmm. care as long as it was on tape. So that's kind of interesting, actually. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I gotta add one more, man. What about Herman? Film wise, no, he does not care. He, but it's like almost like he. I don't know how he is with other filmers, but I mean, I just the fact because I filmed him for so long, you know, he he's not tripping. He's not like. You know, I think it looks small, or I think you should be here, or like he—he he definitely is just focused on the skating and not the the angles for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I could see him being laid back about it for sure. Yeah, put a lot of trust in you. Yeah, a lot of trust too. Yeah. Yeah. You filmed tons of different characters, and um, not surprised to hear that like a Reynolds is particular about like angles and stuff have you ever had any disagreements or with those guys is it just like you just got to do what they say (laughs) um you know yeah good question that i feel like there probably has been a disagreement um i'm trying to think of a particular trick but uh yeah but i definitely overall i have to do what they say like i can't i can't (laughs) tell them i yeah i can't tell them like no no like this is it trust me you know like <laughs> luckily it hasn't come down to that to where yeah. i their their decision overall is like still still good you know if it was like not good at all i'd have to say something but but yeah yeah uh not not too many disagreements yeah i mean there's probably just so much trust both ways with you guys built up over the years that i'm sure like instead of disagreeing you're just like i just trust that your vision is is right as well so so your dog is an absolute legend uh what's his origin story with skating man how did you become such a skater 
I mean, uh, you know, I got him when he was... I, I got uh, Murdy when he was about like a month old. Maybe like a few weeks to a month old. And so he's just been around uh, skateboarding since he was so young. But uh, finally, like after about like eight months, when he was about eight months old, that's when I, I started to put him on the skateboard and, uh, and he wouldn't step off anymore i think it was just a, <laughs> just being around it enough and just seeing like the the hype and the, and the praise that all the skaters gave each other i could see that like he wanted that you know it's like <laughs> and that's why i never i never gave him treats uh for skating it was just all just praise you know just everyone's yeah. like oh Murdy, oh clapping and he, you know he's just up and his tail's <laughs> wagging he's like yeah like, you know he's like i'm one of them you know so yeah it's like I don't know. It's natural, almost like like uh, any other human skater. Just he just loved the hype. Yeah, where's he at? Can we see him? No, he's actually uh, no, actually I haven't. You know, I haven't seen Murdy in like about three months now, actually. But uh, yeah, him and or his mom, his mom and I, uh, we uh, got a divorce about a year ago, and uh, so oh, it was almost like a. It was almost like a, you know, like a, well, how they call it, like a custody, like a joint custody. All right, here, you have them for two weeks, and, and I'll have them for two weeks. And it kind of started like that for a while. And then uh, just, I don't know, a couple months ago, just it's just not working out that way right now. So hopefully <clears throat> he'll come around and, and uh, get, to, get to see him again soon. But, like, right now, yeah, it's the longest... Uh, that I've been without seeing him. Oh damn, man! Uh, but it, but uh, yeah. It, Sorry it, to hear that. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's like yeah, it's almost just like real life shit. You know, it's like it's almost like a kid. You know, it's like uh, everyone or a lot of people go through it. You know, they don't mm-hmm. see it come in and it just happens. But it's just just part of life. You know, just got to go separate ways. And then what do you do? You got to like just hope for the best and try to keep it. Uh, casual and, and share them equally but unfortunately right now it's like yeah she's just kind of tripping and you know yeah. not really holding up to her part so That's anyway tough, man sorry but thanks man but you know on the bright side whatever they're they're hanging out together and i, I know he's happy to be there but i i do know he misses uh <laughs> skating with the boys too for sure for you know, sure so, for sure man. yeah so yeah hopefully he's a celebrity out here <laughs> hopefully we'll see him soon he's, he's got a, a wheel dropping i think in about a what? month on yeah on satori he's got <laughs> satori wheels coming out <laughs> holy shit that's incredible bro who gets yeah. the kickback on that like does does he get royalties i mean does, do you just buy him yeah. extra treats like how does that work? exactly yeah, it just it just goes towards his food and treats, basically. <laughs> that's so far. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh. Man. Have you ever been scared for him when he's pushing his limits? Because he's gotten quite buck out there. Like. <sighs> yeah, I've been scared to death. <laughs> scared to death for Murdy before, for sure. You know, <laughs> he actually did try the El Toro uh, stairs, the the twenty stairs. What? He tried it. He and the thing is. I filmed at Long Lens, and I was on the bottom of the stairs, so there was nobody up there with him to like push him or, or get him on the board, get a head start. It was just me coaching him from 20 stairs away, 
be like, Murdy, you got it. This try. This try. You know, he's just kind of like looking around, like just kind of like, you know, like, like, oh shit. Like, he really wants me to just do these stairs. And he actually did get on the board himself and, and get like two thirds of the way down. And wow. when, I, when I play back the footage and I'm like, you know, why did he jump off? That's when you see, like, he's such a professional skateboarder. He knew he had to run out of it because at that time especially, <laughs> because uh, they redid El Toro. It's, like, a little bit different now. Pretty similar. But at that time, it was just really steep. And so every step, he's, like, sliding down towards the front of the board. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it got to the point where yeah. he was so far on the nose to the front of the board where he knew he just, oh, I got to jump off. So he would just, thank God, he would just, like, just jump off and run down the rest of the stairs, you know? He never, one thing about Murdy is, like, luckily, he's never taken, like, a, a crazy slam where he's rolling downstairs on his side oh, yeah. or anything like that, you know? But uh, <laughs> oh, he just what? runs out of it. He he knows his his limits. and But, uh, but I definitely have been scared for sure. Uh, a couple times. That's that. That is definitely the scary. We gotta thing. see it's that. Definitely. Clip. Yeah, maybe I'll post it eventually. But um, yeah. Th- there's nothing scarier than than watching your dog like ride down like a like a hill bomb or some crazy stairs or something <laughs> like, you know. But but when he did the Hollywood uh, 16, so basically what happened was there's this other dog really talented. Um, what's her name? It's a girl dog. She's she's pretty young. She might be like three years old now. Murdy's about to be nine years old this December. So basically, yeah, Murdy's veteran. like he's like older than um, Steve Caballero, basically. Or they were the same age, basically. Like like human years are um, yeah. seven seven uh, uh, dog years is one human year, basically. So. For every year a human is, a dog is seven times that. So earlier this year, he was the same age as Steve Caballero. They were both 56 years old, basically. Wow. So, yeah, so <laughs> the end of this year, there's going to be seven times nine, like 63. He's going to be 63. So, you know, it, it's like you got to be careful. Like, all right, you got to kind of accept he's kind of at the, the end of his prime. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sure. when we were filming for the Baker 4 video, he went to El Toro. I wanted his Baker 4 uh, guest trick to be El Toro. I wanted to like make history. And we went there three times, and he, he, he didn't do it. And then this other dog, who is actually a fan of Murdy, um, she did it. <laughs> and she's wow. like a, a Datsun mix, almost like one of those kind of like a longer uh, wiener dog, they call them, like a Datsun but she's yeah. like a Dotson mix. Her name is Rowdy. Rowdy did El Toro, and she did it amazing. She she did it. It's the new set that they redid, but it's still steep. But she like jumped on through like a like a barrier on top, like almost like hippie jumped through a barrier onto the board. Instantly, boom, <laughs> twenty stairs. Did it perfectly, and they put it on Instagram. And at the time, I was kind of like. I, people kept uh, messaging me like, 
oh, peep this, peep this, you know? I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe this. Murdy got swooped on El Toro. That's crazy. (laughs) But I accepted it because he had three chances to do it, and he didn't do it. So that's skateboarding. That's how it goes. Dogs, humans, no matter what, like someone's going to do it. If if you're not going to do it, someone is, you know? And so I just looked at it like that, but I was like, all right, now I got to switch it up. Like, what's his trick going to be for Baker 4 since El Toro's gone? This is perfect. Hollywood High School, the 16. Even though it's 16, you know, it's less stairs, it's still more of a Baker vibe than El Toro. Because, yeah, the the 16 has been in all these Baker videos. So I was pretty nervous for a couple months leading up into that that moment. Like, I knew, like, all right, Murray's getting a little older now. And the 16, it's it's like big steps. It's not like the usual low firecracker like ride off steps it's like boom 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 really (laughs) tall steps you know so he actually did it the first time we went there i think he did it like fourth try or something but that that moment right there when he did the the hollywood 16 and rode down the steps i knew i was like you're done like that's it like that's your the peak (laughs) of your your like that's your pro wheel yeah. yeah, yeah, pro wheel. Yeah, he got the he had the uh, the shake junk, uh grip tape pro board, you know. But he it was like that that legendary moment where it's like you did it, like you you did the Hollywood sixteen, like it's like it's gonna be like kind of chill from here on, you know, a little bit. So, but anyway, <laughs> you, I basically basically like leading up to that sixteen, I was very scared for him for sure. For sure, man. Wow. So. What can you tell us about Shrimp Blunt, the new Shake Junk video in the works? So, really hyped to have uh, the new Shake Junk uh, Shrimp Blunt video come out. Um, we're shooting for the middle of uh, February, so it's about like five months away or so. But uh, it's going to have a couple full-length parts. I'm actually um, trying to film a full-length part which I've actually yes. had. Yes. Uh, yeah. I've had tricks of myself that I'm still sitting on from like the last five years that going Let's towards go. this part. But really like I, I, I still average like a landing a, a trick on film, like maybe four times a year or something, but I'll be trying the whole year. Yeah. That's right up our alley. Yo. Hell yeah. yeah that's yeah. what we're working with. <laughs> a lot of L's for sure. A lot of L's, but that's kind of exciting for me to, to like, all right, I'm, finally gonna drop a, a full part first time in a while probably since the last shake jump video the chicken bone 10 years ago mm-hmm. um i think that's my last like full length part but so that's really uh, motivating for me and at the same time um it's gonna have a lot of different spices because the the whole shake jump team is really big you know it's like a lot of different riders on shake jump you know so yeah. mm-hmm. there'll be a lot of different montages with like the the florida homies like a uh, foy and and uh, like zion tyson stuff like that and then there'll be like a uh, you know kyle walker and reese sulk and um like a lot of different uh just spices and, and montages and a couple full-length parts should be good i think theotis will have a lot of footage uh sammy baka will have a lot of footage yeah so yeah a, lot, a good uh, blend what about us yo can we get in there yeah that'd be that'd be tight That'd be super sick. <laughs> you got to get this switch flip, Sefa. 
Oh, yeah, be cool. Yeah, definitely. Shit. Switch flip. Yeah, maybe we'll get you in. Yeah, he'll get he get you a switch flip for sure. Yeah, no, yeah, we yeah we got Spencer uh, Hamilton, Wade Desarmo, and you guys. I'll see what I can cook up, man. Shit, <laughs> Canada boys. Let's go. We see. Hell yeah. So looking forward to shrimp blunt, uh, but what's next for Beagle? I mean, damn, the shrimp blunt video is gonna be really big. Gonna have a. A Shake Junk signature grip tape come out around that time as well. Sick. Maybe even like a, yes. a Shake Junk, uh, like a guest board again. Got that. Just working on the Hijinks Net uh, YouTube. Yeah, definitely just staying busy with the. And then also filming for Baker. Just uh, there's Andrew's working on a couple different promo ideas. Not like a full length video talk yet, but just kind of switching off from uh, different writers in promos and stuff coming out within the next year there'll be a couple of those you'll see so you got a lot on the menu man looking forward to all of it hell yeah yeah thanks yo 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 is rapid fire with the ghost and this week we got a quick psa dan mancina is a skateboarder from detroit city who also happens to be blind If you've never heard of him or haven't seen any of his video parts, we suggest you do so ASAP. He's got a double page ad in the new Thrasher with Tyshawn on the cover. Aside from being an amazing skater, Dan is also building an adaptive skate park designed specifically for vision impaired and unsighted skaters through his nonprofit, Keep Pushing Inc. To learn more about it, help make Dan's vision for the park a reality visit www.keeppushing.com word through the grapevine is that dan is working on a couple video parts too you do not want to miss these this message is brought to you by real skateboards i'm skating a van vark right now (laughs) all right beagle it's that time hi jinx god entering rapid fire with the (laughs) ghost you ready favorite skater Jamie Foy. Favorite video? Trilogy. Favorite video part? Kareem Campbell Trilogy. Favorite style? Uh, Keenan Millen. Rest in peace. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? I would say Kareem Campbell. Sick. (laughs) (laughs) Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Jamie Foy. Favorite trick? Switch quick. Yeah. Hardest trick for you? Frontside kickflip. Damn, it must yeah. hurt being around the boss all the time. <laughs> they all got him. <laughs> <laughs> most illegal trick. The most illegal skate trick would have to be a pop shove it 50-50. <laughs> real shit, real shit. Favorite clip you've ever gotten as in yourself skating, and then we'll do favorite clip you've ever filmed. Definitely my favorite trick that I ever gotten was the uh, switch firecracker down the 23 stair in Denver. <laughs> it, happened, it happened to have been second try. With the but, furl. Uh, yeah, but I knew I was. it was such a grace of God that it happened like that second try. I couldn't believe I was riding away. So I had thought about it for like a for a year straight, like at night, just going to bed thinking about it. Like, I got to go there and try this switch. And how it went down like so easy after all the the thinking of it, <laughs> it was just like that's sick. wow. That's what's thanks. Up. Yeah, but yeah, that that was rewarding. 
Um, and the favorite chick I filmed, I really like Herm's Nolly 360 flip down the uh, 12 stair oh, yeah. West Hollywood. Ooh. Yeah, so that was beautiful. Yeah. Very beautiful, timeless, very yeah. pop. The most popped Nolly tray flip ever done. That was yeah. special. It won. It won uh, our switch our nolly tray bracket a while ago. It was uh, nice. The people's the people's choice. I like that. Mm-hmm. What's the worst trend you've ever been a part of? At one point, I had a chain wallet, but that's. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> skating with it. I don't think, but that's that's shocking. <laughs> What's the gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? I'm definitely foy. I, it was actually um, in May, um, a couple months ago. I was on a Death Wish uh, trip, Death Wish slash Shake Junt, uh filming trip, where we all drove from Los Angeles to visit Neen in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. But on the way up there, I mean, of course, you know, we got we got Foy, um, just doing what he does, like just crazy tricks the whole way but one trick he did was just like if someone to tell you like 10 years ago or however long ago like like this person's gonna do this on this rail you're like yeah right impossible not not physically yeah. possible no way but he did this fakey five o down this um double kink rail it's like a four flat five oh in uh in new mexico albuquerque but it was like so to to make it clear it's like a fakey ollie you know to to switch nose grind all fakey all fakey yeah. ollie fakey truck just through the kinks just far down just with this wall oh on the God. other side and it was that there i think i feel like that was the gnarliest thing i've ever seen that fake yeah, that's one of my the double that's one of my favorite yeah. tricks and I remember judging a contest that he was in, like, yeah, I don't know how many years ago now, and he was doing it on the little rail. Like, I never saw him miss one the whole weekend, and yeah. I was just always pumped on that. Like, you know, he's and then like seeing him, he did it on Hollywood, didn't he? Like, he did it down the Hollywood sixteen, exactly. Yeah, I just so you're like, him yeah. do them on bigger and bigger shit over the years, and it, it always Jesus. like blows my mind. Yeah. Just cause I, yeah, it's, and that. That's why he stays like my number one hero is because yeah he's he, oh fifty five oh Hollywood sixteen <sighs> what are you gonna do after that like yeah oh, he's gonna <laughs> find something he's gonna find something that's better than that you know double king rail you know somehow wow uh, looking forward to seeing that clip yeah what's the one trick that got away oh my god I you know some of these questions i have to think for a sec but this is just right away i know exactly what trick got away oh my god the uh <clears throat> 11 stair la kenyatta 11 uh it's out here near la but it's this 11 stair that um antoine dixon he did the uh fakey heel flip in baker three with like a beanie on mm-hmm. just famous 11 stair with the tall rail on one side and then this ledge tall shootout ledge on the other side that Andrew did a nose slide like big spin off of in the stay yeah. cold video which is insane but that 11 stair I battled uh, nolly backside big spin and oh, I think man. I went I went there I think I went there five times to do it but the first uh, three times I went there I actually landed on it 
and I like couldn't stand up. And then the the two uh, visits after that, I didn't land on any, and I literally like would be screaming for my life because I would miss the the nollie pop, and when that happens, I nollie back big. The, the board is just doing like a 900 like yeah. beneath you yeah. it's almost like a like a yeah. like a russian roulette with your ankles it's oh like this God. board's spinning and you're like ah! and i remember just screaming like ah! like just and it just got further and further and further away and you know one uh crazy thing about that trick is when i went there the first time i fucking like rolled away like 15 feet and I was windmilling to stand up and I somehow fell off but I was so excited because I knew and the couple homies that were there filming and shooting it they knew like it was going down like it was just okay it's in the bag you already rolled away almost you're gonna do it so I remember calling uh, Greco I I called Greco on the way home that night because at that time I was filming with him a lot we're we're like uh more close like working together and stuff and we would share our like passion for for hammers that we're working on and stuff you know <laughs> we, we, we we both like had this appreciation for you know what uh one another w- was trying and stuff and mm-hmm. so he actually did a switch tray flip down that 11 stair um that came out in the the death wish video 2013 but oh yeah, yeah i called him on the way home from the first time trying to nollie back big just to like kind of like tell him like because i knew he'd be shocked i'm like dude jim you won't believe this i almost nollie back big the the lock and yada you won't believe i rolled away like 10 feet i got it i'm going back i'm gonna get it and he said beagle you will never ride away from that he's like i'm sorry (laughs) exactly he's like i'm sorry beagle but you will never land that down those stairs. No. And you know what's so crazy? Oh, are it's you like, kidding I, me? I was like, okay, shit, you're on. I'm going to show you. Dude, it's all he good. fucked you. It's and his then, fault. I mean, kind of, but I, I did go back and I landed on it more, but I, it, it, he was right. It's like, till this day, he was right. And it's like. No, he put that I'm doubt that, in your I'm head, that, man. I don't know, but I'm at, I, you know, I reached that Murdy the Dog moment where it's like, the prime is like. <laughs> gone for that trick it's like i can't go back there right now and just fucking all back big down the 11 it just wouldn't be wise you know like i could but if uh yeah it's not a good idea you know (laughs) so i can't believe he did you like that man he did but he it was like he was right at the same time you know it's like he did know he knew i would not stand up like the impact you know (laughs) so close though so close (laughs) that's cold man that's some shit I feel like I would say on a on a mean day when I'm feeling mean to a homie. But that's the shit you just you should keep to yourself. Um, <laughs> say, I wonder say if I would have done back, it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it would have changed anything, really. I don't know. <laughs> What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Ooh. Oh, my God. Well, there was a, uh, definitely there was a kid... I, I I don't even remember his name, but it was from the Huntington uh, era, back when the Huntington Park was around. Um, this this might have happened in like 2001 or something like that. But there was a local kid that was claiming he wanted to go to uh, the UCI 
you know, UCI is the college where Heath filmed all of his tricks. Yeah. Um, University mm-hmm. of Irvine. So there's so many different rails there and stuff, but there's one particular rail. It's a 17 stair square handrail that I actually filmed my friend Paul do a frontside nose grind down. That was insane. He actually did that. But this kid was bunting that he wanted to uh, front board it. And it's like, we knew him from skating the Huntington Park. He's like, you know, he wasn't that skillful. And we're like, all right, like, well, let's go. I got the camera. We got the lights. Let's go. Let's go to the 17. And it's it, sure enough, it was just like, he might have popped his tail once and kind of just like sacked himself and held on to the top of the rail. But it was like, no way. I knew it. I was like, there's no way. So yeah, he must have. He must have realized then, like, all right, I'm full of shit. Like, I can't oh, crumble with this. But, but he had his moment. But yeah, everyone knew it. They were like, there's, just, there's no those way. Those are the ones where you that. can. Those are the ones where like, if it's if it's spur of the moment, like during the day, like well, you'll have like forty dudes just come because everyone knows like this dude's about to fucking embarrass the shit out of himself. That's so yeah, got to do it, man. Got to give him the chance. Or yeah, they got to learn for themselves. Like okay, I've looked at that I rail. Actually, it's no joke, man. And I remember yeah. your boy, your boy's nose grind. I can't remember where I saw yeah. it. Oh, I think it was on Hijinks Net. I saw it. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the Beagle tape, yeah. Mad Gnarly. respect, so Damn. sick. Yep. Um, what's the last new trick you learned? You know, I don't know. My my new shit is like sagging uh, out of nose manuals, nose manning on top of a ledge and like sagging it to like a a board slide. Where the mm-hmm. ledge is almost like in front of you, but it's almost like a nolly lip. But it, but it, it, the actual motion it, when it oh, slides, okay. it's doing a board slide. But right, I really right, like right. work. Yeah, I like re- really like working with those combinations, like a nose manny, like like nolly uh, front big to board slide sag. Okay, okay. stuff like that. Yeah, I've been working mm-hmm. with uh, with those lately. Man's on that, sag. That kind of Man, yeah, sag it. Tech. <laughs> sag it to a board out of a nose game. <laughs> that's yeah. like new to me i feel like i've learned that like the last year or so i love it what's your dream job after skating and you might already be living it but yeah i mean i would love to just like drive like a, a bus with a lot of people uh, i like driving <laughs> people around um that's <laughs> kind of cool uh, yeah. that or just or just maybe uh filming some kind of like movies or shows like there's uh this crazy show i don't know if it's still uh, still on the air but it's called cheaters oh it's come funny, on the, that show the host crazy. the host is actually yeah. the host's name is uh, joey johnny greco, greco or joey uh, joey joey greco yeah. yeah but anyway i always thought that'd be kind of fun to be like the camera guy like like hiding in a van like filming <laughs> like some scandalous that shit, shit was the like best. that yeah. yeah the homie got pushed off the boat one funny. time remember yeah he said i think he got stabbed on a boat somehow yeah <laughs> but yeah it's a good show but yeah working for something like that favorite local brand you could just do shake junk <laughs> it's as local as it gets. no but it's, it's worldwide i mean i yeah, yeah I there's like Russians out there being like shake joint. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I don't know. I can't consider it local anymore. Favorite local skater? Mingus. Mingus is a a kid. I think he just turned eighteen. 
that lives out here in uh, West LA that he's getting uh, Baker Flow boards, and um, yeah, he rips. Nice. You'll probably be seeing you'll be seeing more of Mingus soon. He's the Say hell yeah. He's one of the locals that stand stands out right now. Favorite teammate ever? Probably Brian Herman. Hell Sick. yeah. Yeah. Worst teammate ever. The worst teammate ever I could recall would be Leo Romero. <laughs> Big Leo X Baker fam. Worst company. Rip and dip? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I said yeah, it like a question. Cat. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. That's I, I don't know. That stands out like a shocking company to me. Oh, man. Beagle holding it down. <laughs> <laughs> Worst trend. Worst trend. Uh, fucking. Uh, people were doing stuff with their hands. <laughs> that kind of died. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, like raising your hands um, unnaturally. <laughs> Just kidding. That was a trend for a little bit. I'd say that was the worst trend. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. I feel you. Uh, worst Unnaturally. style. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> worst style? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> worst style. I don't know, because, like, I would almost say, like, I would almost say Nate Sherwood, but even then, I like it. <laughs> I like it because I mean, even he's got his own thing going on, so I can't say yeah. it's the worst, you know. All right, y'all, that's gonna wrap up our interview with the God Beagle man. Thank you so much, brother. Thanks, guys. No, it's been great. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time, yo. I just got one quick story. I think I've told it on the pod, but I just wanted to say it to you just because I, before we started recording, I reminded you that we met in Toronto on the uh, yeah. Shake Junk crew tour and. I was showing you guys around town for three or four days. And then on your guys' last night in town, we went to bait shop for like a little party. And so I'm with you guys every day for three, four days, and we're having a beer. And then I'm standing next to you and talking for a little bit. And then I said something about doing a trick or something. And you were like, oh, you skate? And that crushed. That, yeah. That crushed my like I didn't recognize you like, from the previous few days. <laughs> no, I was like, I don't know if you didn't recognize me or if you just thought I, no, because what happened was I was I had a concussion at the time, I remember. And so I couldn't oh, okay. even skate. So I just came and was showing you guys spots. Oh gotcha, so, gotcha. But I just yeah, felt like the, good. Yeah, I felt like the <laughs> biggest kook for a second. I'm like, yo, I just was with you for the last three or four days and you thought I was just a random dude like walking around yeah. drinking beers <laughs> that's funny and that was your birthday too right no that was, that that was a different night than my birthday night oh, okay, okay. The birthday night was the crazy one with the bottles and shit but yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's funny oh. no I definitely didn't mean any disrespect but that's funny <laughs> <laughs> nah dude it was it was funny as hell it just crushed that's me for like time, yo. for like you know when your heart sinks for a second and you're like Damn. yeah <laughs> You just thought I was no, just yeah. a random dude this whole time. Not that I'm not a random dude, but just <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, now I'm fanning out on these switch flip photos. Yeah, <laughs> now, you, now you're gonna be in a shake Definitely. jump video, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now I see. The best so part about the go. switch flip photo is that it was a bunt. Um, <laughs> true, the bunt fashion, man. 
Uh, but yeah, thanks again, brother. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Hell yeah, guys. Thank you. Welcome to the post office brought to you by our good friends over at Dickie Skateboarding. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, ain't nobody keep you fitted like Dickie Skateboarding. All right, Ghost. No guests this week. Just me and you. Old school styles. Who we got up first? You've got mail. First up, we got an email from Rodrigo Nunez. Howdy, Bunters. I gotta ask, what's the deal with Moosehead beer? Do Canadians really drink them? Shits are fire and mad cheap down here in NC. Also, I wanted to ask if you guys prefer 90s, 2000s style skate parks where it seemed to be a ton of banks, hubbas, euro gaps, pyramids, good flow and transition compared to the newer style parks that seem to consist mostly of A-frame rails, stairs, ledges, and unexpected obstacles every which way you go. I can't tell if I'm tripping or if things just seem to have better flow growing up skating. Anywho, you guys are killing it this season. Keep it up. Moosehead beer. Yeah, we definitely drink them up here. I wouldn't say it's like the most popular one, but it's definitely up there. Definitely pretty famous Canadian beer. Um, As far as the skate parks go, I've actually like started to notice this so much since I think it was last summer, our crew started renting a sprinter van and going on like little skate park tour trips. But you can definitely tell with like, aside from the ground being a lot rougher, the older parks I like much better, man. Like they just skate better. I don't like the new one. Hmm. Yeah, I do. I do know what he's talking about with the older ones. Uh, Definitely way more transition and like massive banks and stuff all over the place. But yeah, Hmm. if it's, if those are done right, I feel like you're probably right they're a little more fun and wild but when those ones are done wrong and like oh that's terrible like unskatable euro gaps and like just banks in the wrong places and mm-hmm. rails that are too like way too big and sketchy or way too small but yeah i don't think you're tripping i think uh i think you're on point with this one yeah i think you're bang on man and i agree with you all right next up we've got an email from ryan sprout What's your favorite sports jersey, hat, shirt, etc. you used to wear as a youngin and something you still wear currently? I wouldn't say I was exactly a youngin, but there was a period of time where, you know, the Maple Leafs went through years and years of disappointment and would never make the playoffs. And glad we're past that. Not doing too much better now, but back in those days, I was forced to cheer for a different team. In the playoffs, and I always picked the San Jose Sharks. So I had a San Jose Sharks jersey that I rocked for years, and uh, wish I still had that, man. One of the better logos in sports. <laughs> I can't really think of anything. I mean, any stuff that I do have, like some old jerseys or whatever, uh, I don't wear any of them currently. The only thing that I've, I feel like this shit I've had the longest that I'm still wearing are my old crew shirts that. I always get chirped for, but they're too damn comfy. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to stop wearing them. Dude, I actually remember that there was a very small period of time where you said you actually did not care what people thought of your outfits for one second, and you would wear your socks pulled up high with some brown khaki shorts 
and a crew basketball jersey. And if you think about it, like back then, it might not have been the best kit, but right now it would have been bang on with like uh, all the trends. You would have been nailing it, man. But I remember that crew jersey. It was actually fire, man. Black with a little bit of green trim, right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if I still have that beer buried somewhere. Dude, that shit was ill. <laughs> Real shit. Thanks for the email, brother. Next up, we got a voice note from Roman Ruff. Let's take a listen. What's up, Safe Dono? I've got a quick question. In the episode three of season 14, Hugo's rapid fire interview, it's real obvious that some of the answers have been edited. Uh, like, it sounds way off and they're just short and then cuts right to the last uh, or your reaction to his last. What the fuck's up with that? Big fan of the show. Keep it up. Yo, what's up, Roman? Thanks for the voice note. Very easy, simple answer to this. Sometimes when we're going through rapid fire, it's at the end of a long interview. And we're asking questions that guys can't really think of off the top of their head. Or, you know, they hit us back a day or two later and they just have a different answer that they'd like to use. And being the people's podcast, we accommodate all requests from our guests, man. We're super thankful to have them come on the show and do the interview to begin with. So in rapid fire, if they request to switch an answer or two, we're all ears, man. Very accepting. And uh, that's just what you're hearing when the audio flips, man. Wish there was a more interesting answer for you, but that's all we got, man. Yes, sir. All right, next up, we got an email from Peyton Dyer. What up, Bunt Gang? Longtime listener. Love what y'all are doing for the culture. Regarding illegal tricks, I don't know if I've heard anyone mention frontside nose grind, back 180, or any variation of this. This also goes for nose grind, front shove. Both of these are lazy garbage. If you're going to back 180 out, then just pinch. Never seen a good one, so I must ask your opinion. Do you enjoy watching a frontside nose grind, back womp out? Best regards. P.S. Shout out, Westlake Ambassador, Josh McLaughlin. Yo, I couldn't disagree more. I love a good front nose grind, back 180. It's actually so hard. Backbreaker. It's so hard. I've never done one. I remember trying to do it at OG Moss with the slick ground, and I landed 90 and slipped out and like slammed oh. so hard onto my chest. Um, um, I feel like I, Max Fine has had some good front nose grind, not like back ones. So like he can, he can twist that way. It's so hard to do proper. I understand what you're saying. Like, why not pinch because it's more of a front croak trick? But front nose grind. Probably back 180 out, hard as fuck, so far from illegal. The shove out, it's not illegal, but like, it's not the most tasteful trick. I understand that, but. Yeah, I'm so not a fan of the shove out. with your takes. Yeah. Shove out, shove out, I can agree with. Nolly back 180 out, we ain't, we, we riding with that. The only shove out that like, I was kind of like, okay with was Beeble on the three stair in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But I always like Mitch Barrett used to do them back in the day before he learned how to pop out, and mm-hmm. I'd just like call him out for that. I'm like, dude, you're just shoving out because you can't pop out in the middle. Like, yeah, of course. It's uh, that one's kind of sloppy, but back 180 out takes real skill. Like I, I've definitely tried that one multiple times over the years and never done it. <clears throat> I love Cody's myself got a good one too. Oh yeah, I love myself a pop shove nose grind. Now I back 180 out. Ooh, that's oh a good man, trick. The Antoine Asselin special. 
So Ooh. sick. Damn. I feel like Spenny's done it switch too. That looks just incredible. Oh, I've been trying that one for years too, man. Fuck oh. sakes. Oh, Paul Tripp, switch heel front nose grind, front side half cap out. So oh. beast. It's so hard. Yeah. I've done I've done it switch going up and up ledge, which was maybe like helped me get out of it, you know, because it slows it down. But mm. it's pretty hard doing that. Slight beam. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got an email from Kevin Cordell. Hey, Bump Boys, I've been skating almost 20 years. The older I get, the more I analyze foot positioning. Recently been noticing people like Trent McClung and Bobby DeKaiser's back foot positioning when doing kickflips and other certain tricks. It's pretty deep in the pocket of their tail as opposed to on the edge of it. I've started relearning with this technique and it's helping out a lot. So do you guys notice or do this as well? And secondly, are there any tricks that you've tweaked your technique on over the years that has helped you be more consistent or better? Thanks a lot. Love the pod. Kevin Cordell. Yeah, I've actually had this conversation with Bobby about kickflips he has like one of the most insane and flawless kickflips of all time and his foot is like on the bolts it's not even close to on the tip of the tail makes no sense to me i tried to like mess around with it for a bit just didn't work at all but one thing that i have taken from someone is to be more square on your skateboard when i skate regs i tend to want to look forward almost like snowboarding where like both of my feet kind of push forward and point so i have to always remind myself to keep my shoulders square and keep my feet square and it's helped out a lot mm, that's a good one yeah i definitely obviously noticed that with bobby too the first person i really remember seeing do that was appliard on his nolly flips in that old ass like trans world trick tip video i think Mm -hmm. Appleyard had nollie flips and it's just like real close down close to the bolts and he obviously has one of the sickest nollie flips of all time mm -hmm. uh i've i've tried to mess with it but yeah it doesn't work for me either uh unfortunately i'd love to have a bobby kickflip just for one day you know what i'm saying but oh we can't all be that blessed with the flip tricks all right and last up we got a voice note from Christian Ward. Let's take a listen. What's up, Bunt? This is Christian Ward. Christian Saucedo Ward, actually. Calling from Long Beach, California. I'm a little upset that you guys made the hippie jump illegal. No way, dude. You can't, you can't do that to me. I'm, I'm a pretty old dude, and um, I'm pretty proud of myself when I can hippie jump something like on my way to the store. And you can't, you can't make that trick illegal, bro. You just can't. So take that shit off the illegal list. So here's my question. I might have a couple. Might think of one while I'm rattling this one off. So yeah, dude. Bob LaSalle's my neighbor, dog. LaSalle, Big Dog LaSalle is my fucking neighbor. Long Beach is sick. So many fucking heads live here. And it's just dope. It's just dope. You can go skating anywhere and like, fuck, half the people you interview are there. At Cherry Park, Orizaba Park, Rosie's Curbs, fucking homies are there. What you want? John Dillo? What you want? 
like you seeing out in the wild here. It's sick. Long Beach is sick. So my question is, when are you gonna come visit Bob LaSalle, the homie? When are you gonna, you know, like I know it gets cold up there. Come out to Long Beach for the winter. Visit your friend Bob LaSalle. And if you do, please, yo, y'all, would you invite me on the session? I got some spots for you. Okay. Peace. Peace. So what do you say, Ghost? You're going to take hippie jumps off the no-fly list? Did we put them on? I think I said I'd, I'd do them when I'm warming up and messing around. I, yeah, I don't I hate them, but... Yeah. Did I say I said I only saw one clip that I liked, and it was Tom Penny's. That's what but said, that doesn't yeah. that doesn't stop me from doing them myself. I saw John Pie at Plaza, huh? So he gets a pass doing them on the way to the store is all good. Oh hell yeah! John Pie did one at Plaza the other day, just over the flat bar when he was warming up, and I was like, yeah, that's what's up, man. <laughs> I love that shit. No, that was your reaction to John Pie's warm up hippie jump. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, because I was just like, I, I I felt like I was just watching myself, just like a casual little bunt one, just like to get the, the legs going. And that the combo we had on the pod was fresh in my head still. But yeah, uh, cracked me up, man. when are we going to visit Bob? I don't know, man. I'd love to this winter. I don't know if it's realistic. I want to try and get down to Miami first. Mm-hmm. And then if uh, if I can find the time and money to do another winter trip, LA, let's go. Long Beach. I feel like it's uh, long overdue linking up with the legend Bob Wassell. We're going to do something special when we go down there, too. Bob talked about, you know, maybe doing a live app out of his garage on July 4th. So anything's possible. Oh. We uh, we can't wait to link up with Bob, man, the mastermind. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Make sure to get your emails and voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com. This is The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. Before we get into our classic surprises and disappointments from this week's NFL action, a couple things popped off in the NBA that we just gotta talk about, man. Ben Simmons asking for a trade. He wants out of Philly. He ain't going to training camp. He forfeited in the checks. He does not care. You know, we've heard stuff like this before, but sometimes, you know, things can be smoothed over. So the team decides, you know what, we're going to get together. We're going to go down to L.A. and we're going to link up with Ben and we're going to talk to him about it. And Ben says, don't bother, man. What is Ben Simmons this good to be able to be making these demands? Nah, man. I've never been a fan and this whole saga has just been like as someone who's literally never liked him or even like LSU like he gave up on his LSU team the stuff in the fourth quarters in the playoffs like I was just could never get behind his game like if you can't shoot and you're in the NBA and you're not like the size of a Shaq you know what I mean even Shaq would attempt more shots outside of the paint with his little jump hooks I heard some insane numbers on like it was something like let's say he had 135 field goal attempts uh like all but 10 
we're outside oh the paint or something God. insane or we're inside the paint um last season but yeah I, I i don't know where he's gonna go i don't know what's gonna happen like i feel like he does he the, the funny thing is he thinks he like has the control to be like yeah i want to go to this team and like he's just making it hard as hell for philly like i get it he got his feelings hurt but god damn man you have four years left on that deal and a lot of money to lose if he keeps getting like if the team's gonna be suspending him or the nba whoever yeah uh steps up to for the punishment like uh we'll i i don't really care about him so i'm not like concerned you know following the story yeah i'm just like whatever man I, i would love to see cj mccollum on philly um big fan him and joel could do some damage man having another person who could take big shots in in playoff games like that ben simmons shit was disgraceful man in the playoffs absolutely sad and you know this is where we are in pro sports right now where the players and superstars have taken back power from the franchises and the owners and ben simmons is uh just the latest one and eventually it's not gonna pay off for one of these guys man and ben is ruining his trade value he's actually in a great spot where he is in philadelphia you're not on a bad team you're on a fucking great team so the fact that he's doing this is just i don't know man it's pretty self-centered you know like dude you're not that fucking great you play great defense you know you got a big body but you like you said you you can't shoot and you keep posting clips on the internet of you shooting in practices and nobody cares man because we've (laughs) seen you in the playoffs and you running and hiding and all this makes me just think back to the days when philly had jimmy butler and they paid tobias harris and let jimmy butler go and now ben's gonna leave and i would have just rather had Embiid and jimmy butler to be honest than any other combo but it is what it is yeah that team was so stacked on paper like that was yeah. insane and you know obviously ah. Kawhi broke their hearts but they they probably could have gone to the finals the that year and they probably would have lost to a healthy golden state but who knows they could have fluked one out yeah, like they could have been fucking bullies man we'll they never know bullies out there that's the type of squad they had but staying in the nba we talked about it last week a little bit kyrie irving unvaccinated there's going to be some issues with him playing in new york and whoever else is unvaccinated well story comes out andrew wiggins also unvaccinated goes to the league applies for an exception status due to religious reasoning the league denies it he is not eligible to play basketball in san francisco he will miss all the home games what do the golden state warriors do about this situation do you trade them there's probably not much value if you're trading them what do you do with them and then second of all fantasy basketball is just around the corner are we going to get a list of unvaccinated players that we should avoid on draft day or like what are we doing here man yeah i mean i'm sure a lot of people drafting football teams factored that into their drafts as well like i was a little nervous about some vikings just because if kirk is a close contact that's five days no matter what as opposed to two no- two negative tests and you can be cleared if you're vaxxed uh so for basketball 
if Kyrie's on the Nets and can't play in home games, like where do you draft him? I have no idea. I'm I'm not touching him. I'm not touching Wiggins. I mean, I wasn't touching Wiggins. Period. But it solidifies it. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting, man. I I'm curious to see if people bite the bullet or like I could see Kyrie just sticking to his guns, man. He's that kind of guy. Um, I'm not judging him either way. You know, do do what you feel is right for you. But uh, there's so much money in the NBA now that it's like like Wiggins. He's made a shit ton already. Is he just like, all right, I'm content and, you know, maybe I'll sit out this season or whatever, not play home games. I have no idea, but it's going to be real interesting. And I'm sure they're not the only ones. They're just the high profile ones we know about now. So as the season approaches, but I think in in the NBA, it's only the New York teams and Golden State, right? So maybe we do already know the ones. Those are the... They won't be able to play home games. Those are the states, but like it affects everyone. Like if a guy on your team's traveling to those states like you're in trouble too like your guys just aren't playing so you're gonna miss random games out of nowhere so we'll see what happens i don't envision a list of unvaccinated players being released but is what it is i guess right yeah uh it's such a bummer because this is like a huge opportunity. The Nets are literally the favorites to win it all. So it would suck if some like off the court bullshit affected their chances. Mm-hmm. I want to see Harden get a ring, too, man. <laughs> strip club, strip club god, man. Let's go. All right, let's get it popping, man. Let's wrap up this episode with surprise and disappointments. What do you want to start off with, man? Man, I got a bone to pick with uh, a player I have on That's two weird. teams. He he goes by the name of Robert oh. Woods, man. Huh. Dog. Last year, I feel like him and Cup, they always kind of have similar finishes. They have different games completely, but um, in terms of targets and yardage, like they always are kind of on the same page. And so far, Cup's looking like wide receiver one uh and definitely a top five and it's driving me crazy because i have cup every year except for this year um i just want that to balance out a little bit i'm sure you're ecstatic right now having cup but uh man stafford today threw for 343 yards four passing touchdowns you'd think robert woods would uh get a little piece of that pie my guy got fucking six targets, three receptions, 33 yards, man. Are you fucking kidding me? Last year, he had, or sorry, last week, seven, 70 yards. And week one, 27 yards, man. And, like, his week got saved by a touchdown. But uh, he was getting drafted ahead of Cooper Cup and, like, Tyler Lockett, I'm pretty sure. And that's looking like... It's just pissing me off, man. I hope he turns it around. Yeah, man. Absolutely tough, tough, tough start to the season for Robert Woods. I like to say I envisioned this with Cooper Cup, but I had no idea would this be this unbalanced, man. Cooper Cup is absolutely exploding. Robert Woods seems like an afterthought. The player I'm going to go with for disappointment is Jonathan Taylor, man. 
unfortunately well fortunately for me i missed him in all my drafts but this was a guy i was targeting at the end of round one who i thought was gonna have absolute supreme upside he hasn't been a complete flop like trey sermon has but just not exactly what i wanted from jonathan taylor man he hit a high on the year of 64 rushing yards and that just ain't gonna cut it man 54 and one 51 in the other we need more from jonathan taylor he's only getting 10 attempts a game you got carson wentz as the quarterback you need to focus more on the run game just a little bit disappointed in jonathan taylor and the colts to begin with man they got a great team in their own three and they they gotta be better yeah that's real talk i i wanted jonathan taylor on at least one team i didn't get him either uh right now it's kind of good but i mean last year he started cooking at the end of the year he had some huge weeks but i mean yeah 10 attempts 17 in week one for 56 yards i was gonna say maybe it's because they got naeem hines in their fucking vulturing touchdowns left right and center which is frustrating mm -hmm. as hell but yeah that, that is a letdown and for surprises, I'm going to go with my new main man, Mr. Round 16, Mike Williams. You know, he's up there with Cooper Cup for a man who has actually exploded this year. He can do no wrong with Keenan Allen on the other side. Full year with Justin Herbert under his belt. These two are connecting. He's the big time red zone target. If you drafted Mike Williams in any of your fantasy leagues, man, you are reaping the rewards this season real talk man his problem i feel like a lot has been staying healthy so if he can do that and keep up this pace damn four four touchdowns three games gotta love it man plenty of targets to go around as well uh for my surprise we'll keep it with the uh, cooper cup theme let's let's give it to the man who's feeding him matthew stafford living up to the hype uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that probably aren't surprised. Detroit fans, specifically, who've seen him kill it for the last 12 years, but just with no talent around him. Uh, I'm happy for the man, yo. He's he's throwing bombs weekly. Sean McVay's got the perfect QB in place now. He doesn't really do much on the ground, but I missed the Kylers and the Dax and stuff in... Uh, in our OG bunt league and I knew if I didn't get the top one of the top five guys I was just gonna grab Stafford late uh, I've been a fan of his for a bit and uh, I'm just happy to see him fucking slinging it and they're 3-0 and go Rams <laughs> sorry go Rams yeah they took it to Tom Brady today they did not slow down they gave him the absolute business touchdown tom pulled up to la and man he's leaving an unhappy man and that's at the hands of stafford and cup but i during the broadcast they had a little quote where sean mcveigh had said that he elevated the whole building and made him a better coach and that's what a quarterback with that type of pedigree can do for a team it's everything they lacked man like you saw them in the super bowl that year they should have beat the shit out of the patriots that year the patriots were not the greatest team they had a good defense but jared goff just fucking shriveled up and did absolutely nothing when it mattered most todd Gurley was absolutely nowhere to be found aaron donald 
was probably the maddest man on the planet for the next couple weeks but you can you just saw it today man sunday what they did to tom brady matt stafford is the absolute real deal detroit fans know it and now he's putting the league on notice man they look like the best team one of the best teams in the league you got aaron donald and jalen ramsey on one side and matt stafford on the other watch out good coach too damn yeah man sky's the limit for that team for real and the sad part is cam Akers, man we were both fans of him he was so fun to watch uh, second half of last year could only imagine uh i mean they're three and oh but like their their team would just be that much more fun to watch and that much more deadly in real life there is one unfortunate part about the los angeles rams is that this team was not built organically they paid big prices to get jalen ramsey and matt stafford so it's win now and win often because in a couple years, these guys are going to be, you know, getting a little bit older and the team's not going to be as great. So I say they got three to four year window where they need to win and win big, man. Yeah, uh, I could see them doing it. Wouldn't be mad if they won a Super Bowl. That's in the all next you got to do because it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Everything you win once and then everything is forgotten, you know? Exactly. And uh, today, like two of the other main contenders fucking took L's, one at the hands of the Rams. Um, and then fucking KC's looking mortal these days, man. You seeing this shit? One I and two like now? teams know exactly what to do, and that's uh, two deep safeties, man, covering Tyreek Hill. Yeah, they've been. he's been taken out of the game the last couple of weeks. And then Clyde Edwards-Alaire kind of, blew it today with some early fumble problems and they were turning the ball over all first Clyde half. Clyde couldn't play in uh, my goddamn touch football game. We play once a year, man, let alone play for the Chiefs. He looks terrible. <laughs> Their defense be looking porous as fuck. <laughs> it's a lot to put on uh <laughs> it's a lot to put on Mahomes' hands if the, if he's got to score like fucking 30, 40 a week just to stay in these games. Um but I'm sure they'll they'll fix their issues soon enough. Devonte Adams, please get ten more points for me. I need you, love you, and uh, let's go fucking Dak and C.D. Lamb Monday. We'll catch y'all next week, man. Yes, sir. Peace. <laughs>